Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Psalms 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now I want you to understand that's why God says, I am that I am. Because he says, I am present in your present time. So I'm not, I'm not a God that was here back then and ain't here now. And I'm not a God that'll be here over here and won't be right now. He says, I am that I am because I'm present right then. I am your present help in, in, the, in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Somebody shout, I will not fear. Even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Listen to that. The Bible, listen, God is saying, even though you see all this other stuff happening, he said, I got a stream that'll come to you in the midst of all of it that'll make glad the city of our God. Hallelujah. The holy place of the tabernacle, the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just as the break of dawn. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Here we are, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Now watch this. I want you to get this right here because the Lord, I mean, when, when I read this the other day and he told me this was the scripture for our message today, he, it was like he shouted this inside of me. I will be exalted among the nations. He said, I ain't asking nobody. It doesn't matter who is or who is not in power. He said, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Listen, write this down. You can, you can read it later. Exodus 33, 13 through 19 is also scripture reference for today. But I'm going to have you turn to Joshua 21. Joshua 21. We're going to begin reading in verse 43 today. Praise the Lord. Verse 43. Thank you, Jesus. Joshua 21, verse 43. Thank you, Lord. Listen to what the Bible says. The Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest. Everybody shout rest. He gave them rest all around. According to all that he had sworn to their fathers. 
and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. The Lord delivered all their enemies into their hand. Now watch this. Not a word, <laughs> not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Somebody shout, that's my word. <laughs> I'm going to preach a message today for a few minutes called resting in the dimensional glory. Resting in the dimensional glory. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for what you have placed on my heart to speak and preach and teach your people. But Lord, you know, you know my heart. And Lord, you know how much I depend on you. And God, I'm asking you one more time that you would help me, that you would look upon my availability and not my ability. And God, that you would anoint me with a prophetic utterance, that the words that proceed from my lips will only be the words that proceed from yours. I pray today, God, that your spirit would move powerfully as I preach this word. I pray and ask today, God, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, help us, grant us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to obey. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened today in the name of Jesus so we may walk out of here with a revelation, God, that we can rest in your glory. And I thank you for it in the powerful name of Jesus. And everybody shout amen. Before we started today, look at three people and tell them, neighbor, it's time that you rest in his glory. It's time that you rest in his glory. I don't know how much of this I'm going to be able to get through today, but, but I do know that the Lord had ordained it because I said, uh, that dear sister's down there preaching my message. And you got to know when the Lord is aligning things up. And I didn't know about her testimony didn't know the fullness of it. Pastor Jason came to me and said, uh, she has a testimony this morning. I said, well, I think it's of the Lord. Let's go ahead with it. But I'm telling God has lined it up this morning. That's why I'm glad that I'm a part of a Pentecostal church. I'm glad that I'm a part of a church that allows the spirit of the Lord to move, allows the spirit of the Lord to dictate and govern the service. Oh, hallelujah allows the spirit of the Lord to say what will and what won't happen in the, in the house of God. I'm just so glad. Listen, when we search the scriptures and we find that there are common themes, I'm gonna give me about three to five minutes, don't fall asleep on me. There are common themes throughout the Bible. Okay, and so these themes, when you, can, when you can follow a theme throughout the whole Bible, you know that this is something that is dear to the heart of God. It is something that God is serious about. It is something that, that God uh, wants, wants to see in every life of every person. And these two, listen, there are two major themes that you can find in the first three chapters of the Bible and you can find in the last three chapters of the Bible. Matter of fact, you can follow it throughout the rest, but it is in the beginning and it is in the end. And one of them is the redemption of man. 
God is serious about the redemption of man. If you're here today, or those of you that are here today and you ain't right with God, can I tell you something? Don't you leave this place until you get your heart and life right with God. Because the Lord may come back today, and I'm telling you, if you're having trouble making it now, you sure ain't gonna make it through the tribulation. Uh, so you wanna get your life right with God today. You ain't promised tomorrow, none of us are. So God, throughout the whole Bible, all the way from the beginning to the end, he is talking about the redemption of mankind. In other words, he wants man rescued from his sin and made right with him. I'm gonna say one more thing. If you are not right with God, yeah, I know that the, I know that the uh, passive church or the, the seeker-sensitive church has some pretty words to put out there for you, but, but I need you to understand that if you're not right with God, what the Bible says is that you are an enemy of God. Now, that's what the Bible says. I, I know they call you un, unchurched and whatever else they want to say, but the Bible says you're an enemy of God. I don't know about you, but I can be enemies with some people, but I don't want to be an enemy of God. I don't want to be an enemy of the person who gave me breath to breathe and life to live. I, I want to be right. Amen. And so we see that, that one of the major themes in the Bible is the redemption of man. Uh, another theme in the Bible is the rest of man. The rest. In other words, once you get redeemed and you're made right with God, God wants to bring his children into a place of rest. We see this all throughout the Bible. Uh, under the old covenant, God was constantly trying to redeem them or trying to bring them to a place of peace with him and into a place of rest. We see this present when he delivers the children of Israel out of the hands of Egypt. He delivered them by what? The blood of a lamb. He says, if you'll put the blood of a lamb over your doorpost, he says, when the death angel passes through, he will pass over your house. And what is happening to the rest of everybody else or what is happening to the rest of Egypt will not happen to you because when I see the blood, I will pass over. So we know that they were rescued out of Egypt by the blood of a lamb. The Bible says that he brought them through the Red Sea, which is symbolic of water baptism and the Bible says that when they came out on the other side that God was a cloud by day and a fire by night which represents the Holy Spirit but God did all that not just for them to wander around in a wilderness God didn't do all that so that they would wander or, or circle a mountain for 40 years God's intention was to bring them into a place of rest somebody shout rest his desire for them was not to be in this desert, not to be striving, but his desire was to bring them into a land of rest. Now, what do I mean by rest? God tells the children of Israel that the land that they are going to is not like the land they came from. Stay with me right here. He tells them the land you came from, he said, when it came time to water your crops, you had to water them by hand. Now, can you imagine having a garden that's going to be big enough to feed uh, you and your whole family and you had to water it by hand? That's a lot of work. That's a lot of striving. And God says, the land that you are going to, he said, it's not like the land you came out of. The land you came out of 
of, you had to water by hand. The land you're going to is watered by the streams and the rivers. Stay with me now. You see, when you, when, in other words, when you, they had to water it by their hand, this represents no progress or at best slow progress. This represents increase only by the ability of man. It represents prosperity that only comes through the strength of a man's hands. But he tells them the land I'm bringing you to is not like that. This land is where your crops will not be watered by your hand. This land is where they're going to be watered by my hands. Stay with me. This, in other words, your increase and your prosperity is not dependent on how much work you can do. It's dependent on what kind of seed you will sow. Stay with me right now. It's dependent on whether you will sow or not, not how much you toil you can put into your hands. Because what I am bringing you into, or the increase, is no longer through the strength of your hand, but it is flowing from the reservoir of heaven. He tells them this is a land that is flowing with milk and honey. This is the land of my rest. Hallelujah. Church, this was God's desire for all of the children of Israel. Everybody shout all. All of the children of Israel that came out of Egypt. He wanted all of them to pass over or cross over into the land of rest. But the Bible tells us that a whole generation had to pass away except for two because of what? It wasn't because they were not good enough. It wasn't because they had not been delivered. It wasn't because they had not been freed by the blood of a lamb. They could not enter in because of two, re two reasons. They would not believe and they would not obey. Setting up for a little bit longer. The generation of Moses and the generation of Joshua had the same promise. Both had the same God. Both had the same covenant. The difference between the Moses generation and the Joshua generation is that one would obey and believe and the other would not. God wanted both of these generations to live in the land of rest. One generation wanted to hold on to disobedience and unbelief. This in return brought toiling and striving and increase only by the strength of their hand. The other generation decided to believe and obey. Therefore, God brought rest and increase by the strength of his hand. Stay with me. Everybody shout rest. Church, over the past year and a half, God has allowed a dividing line in the kingdom. I prophesied it several, several years, years ago. I said there is a line that's coming in the kingdom of God. It will not be a line between the lost and the saved. It will be a line in the kingdom, and it will be a line that is drawn between those who will believe and obey and those who will not. And what you have seen over the past year and a half is a dividing line. What is the line that was drawn, or what is the division that happened? It was, the, it was dividing the Moses generation 
generation from the Joshua generation. And now God is saying there had now that that has happened, I'm about to grab the hand of the Joshua generation and I'm about to cross you over into a land of rest and where you once had to toil and you once had to strive and you once had to do it and fight for it. He said, I'm about to pull you into a place where now when you sow, I water it and I'll bring the increase. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Glory. Glory. He said, this is what happened. This is what happened over the past year and a half. People who would not believe, I'm not saying they're lost and on their way to hell. Listen carefully. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that now God is saying for those who will stand, those who have stood, Joshua, get your people and come on over into the land of rest. Come on over into the land of plenty. Pastor, how in the world can you be up here preaching plenty in the place of a pandemic? Because God ain't asking Corona. God ain't asking Delta variant. God ain't asking a politician. God ain't asking an economy. God is saying, will you believe and obey? And if you will, walk on over into the land of promise. This is what we are, this is what's happening right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Last week, the Spirit of the Lord told me, stand up and teach the people how to abide in dimensional glory. This week, I want to teach you how to rest in it. Hmm. Selah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. How to rest in it. Glory. I'm just letting the Holy Ghost do something in your hearts right quick because some of you quite ain't ready. How to rest in this thing. And I know, and I said, Lord, I said, man, I said, God, help me with this. I said, because we're living in a time where there's a bunch of lazy and wicked people. So you need to understand resting in God's glory does not mean being lazy and wicked. Come on, somebody. It does not mean that. But we're going to get into this. Because what you must understand is that your increase depends on your rest. Let's go on into the notes. How about that? Because I can see some people like, I don't know what he's talking about rest. Because Pentecostal folk don't know how to rest in God's glory. We think we get everything through the work of our hands. And we have no idea that as long as you're working with your hand, sometimes God ain't working with Number one, if you're taking notes today, bring that air conditioner up. It's blowing on me up here real hard, brother. Thank you. Number one, if you're going to rest in God's glory, number one, don't try to perform what's on God's to-do list. I want to talk for a minute, Brother Trey, because I, when I was in prayer Friday, 
I sense that the Lord said there's, a, there's quite a few people that were going to be here today that you have stepped over from obeying and believing and you done picked up his task. You're trying to do what only God can and you're frustrated because you don't understand you can't do it. It's your responsibility, watch this, to obey what the Lord tells you and to have faith that he will perform everything else. In other words, you, listen, you do what you can and God will do what you can't. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost ministering right now. In the beginning of the book of Joshua, we read about the children of Israel receiving commands from God to go and take the land. In the first chapter, God tells Joshua, he says, this is what I want you to do. Be strong and be courageous. Be strong, be courageous. Be strong, be courageous. Now watch this. He said, this is your responsibility. This is what I'm expecting from you. He said, if you will do these two things, every place that your feet land, I'm gonna give you. He said, if you'll do these two things, no man will be able to stand before you. Now watch this. When, when Joshua gets children of Israel and it's time for them to cross over, they have this huge challenge. What is the challenge? The river is overflowing its banks. The river is overflowing its banks. The river's Jordan is flooded and they cannot cross. I want you to see that God did not tell Joshua. He never told him. He said, now go upstream and build a dam. He never told him, get you a boat and try to figure out how to get everybody across. This is what he said, obey and believe. Get the priest, put the presence of God on their shoulders, and when their feet hit in this river, tell them to stand in it, and when they hit in it, I'm gonna part the river myself because you can't do what I can do, but you got to obey and bring the presence of God into your situation. He said, and when they get into the middle of it, this thing's going to part and everybody is going to cross over. Stay with me one more time. And then they come to their first battle. The first battle is a place called Jericho. The, the Jericho walls had never been penetrated. The Jericho walls had never been brought down. The Jericho people had never been defeated. And this is their first battle. And you want to know what God tells them? He never tells them to launch anything at the wall. He never tells them to go up and spray paint it. He never tells them to go up and try to dig under it. He don't tell them. He said, just walk around it and don't say nothing. Hold your peace I got this I just need you to believe and obey I ain't asking you to be a I ain't asking you to try to drop walls I'm not asking you to climb over it I'm not asking you to try to go under it I'm asking you to believe and obey and so the Bible says that they walk around six times don't say nothing now that's hard for Pentecostal folk already because we can't stand when things get quiet Come on, somebody. We can't stand when things go quiet, can we? Sometimes we need some quietness. So he says, walk around it six times and don't say nothing. And then on the seventh day, walk around it seven times. And then when I tell you to shout, I want you to shout. Again, this is all he's asking them to do. 
They walk around seven times. He says, shout for the Lord and, and blow the trumpets. They begin to shout and blow the trumpets and God brings the walls down himself. Pastor, what are you trying to talk about in this rest and dimensional glory? What I'm trying to tell you is that there are some people in here that you're facing some flooding waters. You're facing some high walls and you're facing some stuff that you can't get over and God didn't tell you to throw anything at it. God ain't asking you to build a dam. God's asking you to walk in it with his presence. Believe and obey and he will part the waters and he will bring the walls down. You got to let God do what he does and you do what you do. God is saying rest in this dimensional glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I tell y'all what's about to happen? Do you have some faith to believe it? In the fall of this year, you're about to see every enemy of the gospel turn against itself. Everybody that tried to shut the church down, see you can't shut the church down, Kumo. When you stand up and say shut down or I'll shut you down, then you start living in your sister's house. You can't shut the church down. You want to know why? Because we are living in the church age. And God said this is the time of the preaching of the gospel. And anybody that stands up against the church, I'm going to stand against you because this is the church age. So every enemy of the gospel right now is about to be turning on themselves and fighting themselves. And you're about to see their feet pulled out from under them. And they will begin to fall to the ground because God said, I've already spoken. My gospel shall go to the ends of the earth and then the end shall come. This is my will in this matter. So what you're about to see, what has that got to do with resting? Uh, I feel like the spirit of the Lord is telling the church, just believe and obey. You ain't got to get out here and fight with nobody. You ain't got to get out here and argue with nobody. You ain't got to get out here and try to do it yourself. Just stand back, stand still, and see the salvation of your God because he is about to show up. And when he shows up on your behalf, every enemy of God and every enemy of the gospel will fall to the ground. Hallelujah. This is what he is. I don't know if you noticed it yet, but this is what he has ushered the church into. He's ushered the church into hold your peace and let me fight your battle. Hold your peace and let me reward you for your faith. Hold your peace and let me reward you for your harvest. Hold your peace and I'm going to stand for you in these days, says the Lord. This is what we've entered into. Hallelujah. I was so excited this morning in prayer because I sensed what God was doing. I said, man. God is saying, look how simple he's made it, brother Andy. Believe and obey. Well, pastor, we're going to have to get out there and we're going to do this and we're going to, God said, believe and obey. You know what? And sometimes, sometimes when when you hear something like this, don't pick up what's on God's to-do list. You think that's so elementary. And it may be elementary and sound, but we still ain't mastered it. 
We still have not mastered it. So I'm going to be the transparent one in the house. How about that? But I, I, I can remember God speaking things to me in prophetic words or whatever or times in prayer. And immediately I would try to say, well, I got to go make this happen. And God's like, well, who do you think you are? Why do you think you got to make it happen? See, this is what he's fixing right here today and online. Because you have to learn how to rest in his dimensional glory. Oh, glory be to God. Let's move on because I, I, think, I think that one right there is good. Amen. Stay with me. Number two, pursue and seek after what is most important. You can read Exodus 33 later, but this is what the Bible says in Exodus 33. Uh, Moses says, God, if your presence don't go with us, I ain't going. God said, okay, that's where, that's where I was trying to get you to. He said, my presence is going to go with you and I am going to give you rest. I'm going to give you rest. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I'm saying it slow on purpose. All these things shall be added to you. Well, I ain't got time for church. Seek first the kingdom of God. Well, I won't live my own life. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Well, I'm out here trying to, I'm out here trying to make my own thing. I got to get mine. Seek first. Look how simple he's made it. Yeah, he's toiling, striving, three jobs. Can't see your kids. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Either he's true or he ain't. Either it works or it don't. And if it doesn't, y'all give your last offering and go home. But it does. Because I can tell you every time that I've placed my focus on trying to get stuff. And every time I've placed my focus on trying to work it out, and every time I've placed my focus on trying to obtain something, it seemed like it got further away. But every time I turned around and said, God, I don't care about none of that stuff. I'm going to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it seemed like all this other stuff started tracking me down. All of it started to attack me and come over me. Why? Because I was seeking the right thing. 
Let me give y'all a visual up here. Y'all still with me? Y'all give me 20 more minutes. Pastor Jason, Justin, Vern, y'all come up here real quick. Let's, let's do us a little illustration. I ain't told them what I'm going to do yet either. Come on, Justin, come up here right quick. I want you to come up here too, please, sir. Now, y'all stay over there. One, like just one, two, three. And then, and then Brother Justin, you come over here. Now, see, what, 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 and so when I start walking towards y'all, I want... Y'all line up right there so you can back up some. When I start walking towards y'all, I want y'all to back up, okay? So, so that's, that, that's pretty simple. That's all we ask. Some people are visual. They have to see something to learn it. So this is the things I want, the things I desire in life. This is the kingdom of God. Now watch. So... When you turn and start doing this, that starts doing that. Some of you are so frustrated. And when we have testimony time, you biting your lip. Because you want to throw some up here. It's okay. You want to sit there and say, it ain't happening for me. But can't get you to come to church but once a month. Now I'm going to fix it so you can rest, so you can, you can stop all this striving. God ain't called you to that. Now watch this. But then when I turn around, so when I turn around, y'all come to me. When I turn around and come this way, now look what's coming after me. Now if I stop and turn around and go this way, I want my job. I want my career. I want me a new house. I want, I want, I want, I want. And then watch, it's backing up. But if I turn around and get stuff right in my heart and say, you know what? I'm going to seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness. All of a sudden, when I start coming over here, that stuff starts coming over me. And then it start, I tackle this and it tackles me. And now what I've been longing for and praying for begins to overtake me. The Bible says the goodness of the Lord shall overtake you. The goodness of God and, and will follow you all the days of your life. You got to seek what's most important. That's all God's asking for. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's so much rest in this. This is like, this is the place where there's peace and it almost gets sometimes you're like, man, am I really living in a fallen world? Because it's good. <laughs> it's good. Resting in this. Seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seeking his presence first. And all this other stuff begins to overtake me. Have you ever, let, let me just say, have you ever felt like you take one step forward and it only knocks you back three more? I don't know what you're going through, but in my time when that seems to happen, I was seeking the wrong thing. And God says, rest. Rest. Let me do the heavy lifting.
Hallelujah. First John 5 says this. For this is the love of God that we, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments, listen to this, are not burdensome. Here it is. Lord said, this is what I'm asking of you. Love me and love your neighbor as yourself. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't we got to do this and do that and do that? And don't we got to worship on this certain? God said, love me, love your neighbor. Rest. Matthew 11, Jesus said, come unto me, all you who, or what? Labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly heart, and you will find rest for your soul. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we seek the most important thing, we are actually exercising our faith in God because we are now saying through our actions, God, we are going to seek after you, after what you tell us to seek after, and we have faith that you are going to work the rest out. Man, that's some, listen. If I could just help you, you may be sitting there saying, Pastor, you don't understand. My son's in jail. My daughter's on the street. You don't understand. My marriage is a wreck. I can't seem to get none of this done. And I'm constantly trying to make it work. And I'm constantly trying to make it happen. And I'm constantly trying to work things out. And I'm saying, I know. Why don't you quit constantly trying to do stuff and get out of the way and seek the kingdom and let God start working in it. And you'll be shocked at how soon things will turn around for you. I look around at some of you parents and some of you loved ones that are in here and man, I can remember just six months ago, a year ago, praying with you at the altar. You were weeping over your prodigal. You were weeping over your daughter. You were weeping over your son. You were weeping over your husband. You were weeping over your wife. You were weeping over your family because they were lost and on their way to hell. And when you got down to an altar and you broke before God and you said, God, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna let you have all of it. Now I look around and that person you were praying for is sitting right beside you. Some of them are about to be water baptized in the tank today. And God said, if you'll get out of the way, I can do more than you ever could do. If you'll let me work in it, I'll begin to work. And while you rest, I am working. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. You just rest and let me work. See, this challenges some of us, don't it? It did me. It challenged me until I figured out, wait a minute. All I got to do is obey and believe. And God, you're saying you're going to work the rest out? Yeah. For those of us that worked hard to get something, that challenges you. I ain't saying hard work ain't good now. Hold on one second. I'm saying there's a difference between you picking up what's God's and you letting him have it. Number three, and then I'm done today. Remember that God doesn't only watch after his will, but he watches after his word. Joshua 21, 
Listen to what the Bible says in 44. The Lord gave them rest all around according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. In other words, he was saying, this is, this is my will. But watch. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them and the Lord delivered them out of, uh, uh, delivered all their enemies into their hands. Not a word. Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord spoken to the house of Israel. All, everybody shout all. All came to pass. You see church, sometimes we get a word from God now, listen carefully to this. I know we kind of, I've done surpassed some of y'all's attention spans, but listen carefully. Sometimes we get a word from God and all of a sudden we begin to take on the pressure to make it happen. Listen, if you're anything like me, I've got a word from God and immediately I begin to try to figure out, okay, I can do this, I can do that, I can make that happen, I can make that happen. God gave me the word, I can do it. As if God can only speak to you and cannot perform his word to you. As if he's only a God with a mouth and not hands. I've come to tell you today that the same God that speaks to you is the same God who can perform it for you. He, listen, he can do both. Matter of fact, you need to understand that before he ever spoke the word to you, he already knew what he was going to do. <laughs> Before he ever prophesied it to you, he already had made a way to make it happen. Glory be to God. Listen, when he speaks a prophetic word, when he gives us a word from him, he's not asking us to figure it out. He's asking us to believe and obey. If we're not careful, sometimes we will begin to think that we are watching over his word more than he is. I know I'm in it. How do you know this preacher? Because I've done it. Sit there and feel like I've got to watch over God's word more than he does. See how the enemy can get us so twisted in this thing? And before you know it, you're working and not believing. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. This is why some of you ain't healed yet. Because you're trying to work it out instead of believe it out. Oh, glory. I feel like I'm, I'm in it. I'm touching something right now. I want to remind you and me today that God is not only serious about his will, but he's serious about his word. 
Psalms 138.2 says, I will worship towards your holy temple. I will praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. You, watch this. You have magnified your word above all your name. God said, I place my word above my name. Do you think I'm going to speak it and not do it? Isaiah 48, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Jeremiah 1:12, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. I am watching over my word. I'm here to tell you today that you can rest in God's dimensional glory and you can rest in it because he watches over his will and he watches over his word. If he has said it, all he's asking of you is to obey and believe it and God is watching over it and anything that tries to keep it from happening has turned itself against God and God will begin to perform his word against it in Jesus. Jesus name hallelujah you got to find your rest you got to find that place I was talking pastor Jason I, I'm about to God willing release a book at the beginning of this coming year of Lord Terry's and uh, it's called uh, prospering and pandemonium y'all gonna have to get that it's it's releasing and restoring the double portion anointing back to the church and one of the reasons why it's kind of taken me a long time is because I refuse to write when I ain't inspired. What are you trying to say? I just rest in it. I just sit there and rest. And if God don't want to say nothing for a month, I won't write for a month. But when God says something, I write. Why? Because I want it coming from him. What are you trying to say to us, Pastor? I'm trying to say some of y'all have put God on your own timeline. And God is saying, you don't understand, I ain't on your timeline. I am the Lord and I own time. I created time and I move in and out of time. I'm not on your timeline. Get me out of the box and let me begin to move in your life. And I'll begin to perform wonders in your midst. I'll begin to work miracles in your midst. But you've got to let me have it. Rest. Jesus, help me. Glory be to God. Let me give you one more story. Y'all stand up. Praise God. Hallelujah. When we stepped into, or when, when we was needing a new building, the Lord had given me this word. When you walk into the new building, you will walk in it debt free. That was the word. Now, I began to try to figure out how to build a building. We paid a bunch of money, got architects down and all this stuff. Turned around and got engineering and all that good stuff, right? But the whole time, there was something inside of me saying, you fighting against God. You're fighting against God. And I thought it was just the enemy trying to scare me out of doing something. So I gave it a good year. A good year of fighting. I don't know if you've ever fought against God, but a year's a long time to fight with him. 
finally at the end of the year, I met with my board and I said, guys, I don't know what it is, but we ain't getting nowhere. We're spinning our wheels. I ain't doing this anymore. I don't know what the Lord has for us, but this ain't it. And I said, God, you gave me a word and I'm about to give it to you. I'm about, I'm, Lord, here, here, there's your word now. You perform it. I'm just going to rest. I'm tired of toiling. I'm tired of trying to make something happen. I don't even have the power to make happen. And in that moment, the rest of God came on me. And within a year, we moved into this building debt free. When I did that, I did not even know this building was here as far as open, but God did. What was he waiting on? Rest, son, and let me work. Let me do it. All you gotta do is believe and obey, and I'm gonna perform it. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.